1: The following podcast
0: is a member of the Great Big Owl Family. Smash Bond. In one of the most important television events of our time. Three award-winning actors. John Lithgow is FDR. Tomorrow is D-Day. Michael Caine is Stalin. Declare a state of siege. Bob Hoskins is Churchill. Victory is certain, provided we do not fall apart. World War II, when lions roared, NBC Tuesday.
2: Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod 2, The cane Scrutiny, a podcast celebrating the vast oeuvre of Michael Caine. The highs, the lows, and everything in the middle. As truly as the podcast, we're only supposed to have a good time. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be going back to World War II and joining Winston, Franklin, and Uncle Joe as they plot to save the world from the very worst people that have ever walked the earth. Well, before Instagram came along anyway. Yeah, it's World War II when lions roared, and joining me to puff away on a big cigar is World War II expert, Hoovian, and returning Smursha, Stephen Graham, who can be found on
0: Twitter as at PlopGazette. Hello. Hello, John. It's lovely to be back. Contrary to popular demand.
2: Won't you draw up a big cigar with me?
0: Ah, yeah. See, I was more of a pipe smoker back in the day. So see, seeing Kane puffing away on one of those for four hours, as we have mm. had to do for this, yeah, has uh, has really given me a craving for it.
2: I must say, though, this this, this was broken up slightly because it's in two parts. Because mm. it's a mini-series. It, it so is. I, could, I could do it over two evenings and it wasn't so laborious.
0: Yeah, I ended up doing it in one marathon one. Jesus Christ. Because I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to the Second World War. I... There is not enough footage I can ever watch. But, I mean, we were spared in many ways because um, this was originally conceived... Uh, I mean, if anyone was to watch this, you'll find out it was conceived as a stage play, mm. and it very much comes across like that yes, on Yes, it does. But it was conceived as a 12-hour stage play. Um, you know, quite who, other than Germans wanting to go and see Wagner, uh, who was going to pr- be prepared to sit through that length of footage, I have no idea. Jesus
2: Christ, 12 hours. <laughs> I know. That's Sting-esque. <laughs>
0: He'd, he'd, yeah, well, if, if, if he'd been with us, we'd have probably got the war sorted in a much shorter time, in fact.
2: Well, they'd have all attacked him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he'd have made a chair for Hitler to come and sit in. He
2: would, and he'd have played him lute. <laughs> N- not the Joe Orton play.
0: No, oh, he could have done. And then, of course, Mussolini could have joined in. He was a violin player. It's true. Was he really? He was. Not a very gifted one. Wow.
2: So you, this is why Stephen's here. Stephen knows a lot about this period of history.
0: Virtue, yes. My, my, this in
2: View to a killer, your strongest suits. Absolutely,
0: yeah, you, you've played to both my absolute strengths as a human being. I have no knowledge beyond those two subjects. Actually, the
2: only way this would be better if it was a film about Mussolini.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, I, well, you, you couldn't really get an alternative one because, I mean, uh, Mussolini, Franco and Hitler didn't meet that often. Mm. Um, although some of the stories are amazing because, uh, I mean, the, the first time... Mussolini and Hitler met, uh, the first words of Mussolini's mouth were, I don't like the look of him. Uh, he was, <clears throat> Hitler was still early in his career, quite shambolic, wearing his raincoat and a bit nervous and uh, like all couples not getting on, they decided to make a trip to Venice. Oh, <laughs> And um, yeah, the crowd didn't like Hitler and they ended up going, going out on a boat on the lagoon together and uh, Mussolini was bored to tears because Hitler was just reciting Mein Kampf endlessly at him. <sighs>
2: That's annoying. Imagine that would be like going out with Chris Martin and him <laughs> singing Yellow to you.
0: I know. And, you know, yeah, when something you haven't even bothered to read yourself, mm. as Mussolini had, he never finished Mein Kampf. No one has. Shit. Is it? Yeah. Absolute But bo- I think Spike Milligan said it contained 124,000 grammatical and syntactical errors. I've never fact checked that. I don't want to. But, um, yeah. Who
2: so- wants to hear about when he went camping?
0: No, exactly. Yeah. It was nothing. I mean, the film adaptation with Sid James was much better. It was much better, wasn't it? <laughs> it was yeah. amazing. Yeah.
2: It'd be better if it was in Germany in Germany it was called Carry on Kampen. <laughs> Carry <laughs> Iron Kampen. Carry on Riking Yeah <laughs> uh, I felt this felt like to look at it, it was like stars in their eyes with history It was a bit Right Matthew I'm going to be Stalin
0: Yeah I think it I mean for a a a, a, a prestige production such as this we haven't mm. even said the title yet it, should you see what the title I is? I said it in the intro. Did you? Yeah. World War II, When Lions Roared. That's right. Yeah, I must have... There's zoned. no evidence of lions roaring. No, but I mean, to me, the title, it sounds like a sort of cheap knockoff nostalgia book that would have been ghostwritten by Nigel Farage. You mm. know? It's the sort of, <laughs> it has that sort of... But then the, the, sh- the show itself doesn't have that... It doesn't treat the three subjects as giants no. or... Um, you know these these colossi of world politics it's sort of it, it's a very for such an epic thing it has a, cla- a cast list of five characters yes um, and it's all set in tiny rooms and they're talking either to them in the case of Churchill mostly to himself yes and the others are talking to well um, Roosevelt has his uh, his assistant Harry Hopkins yeah played and, by
2: Ed Begley Jr.
0: yeah yeah and uh, Molotov is our other character and that's it
2: yeah Churchill has a man who sits next to him and smokes a pipe, but he never says a word. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't think you could ever get a word in, though, with Churchill. Could no, you?
2: We, we should say, because people might come into this completely cold. I mean, why would they? It's, yeah, a, it's of course. a classic of the genre. But um, Playing uh, Winston Churchill is Bob Hoskins. Of course. Now, let's start there, because it's odd, isn't it? It,
0: it sort of is and isn't.
2: You I, get used to it, but yeah. at first
0: you're like, what the... He's like Dick Emery doing Churchill. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it, you know, Hoskins is one of those actors who has the stature. You think, yeah, he could be Churchill, mm. but yeah, his, yeah it yeah, it it does come off. He's giving it a good go, but he's not Gary Oldman.
2: No, well, yeah. so many people have played this part. I was going to say he mm. would. I think Hoskins would be in my the bottom of the league for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, he would be definitely. Don't, I'm trying to think of. I must have seen a worse Churchill at some point. Uh, there was that film with um, Brian Cox. Even though I'm a big fan of Brian Cox, the mm. film was not very good. Was but it not? It was a couple of years ago. It. Yeah. Um, and, oh, it was one with Albert Finney, I remember. Oh, no, that was brilliant, that
2: That one. was good. That was one with Ronnie Barker. Yeah, The brother. Gathering
0: Storm. That was amazing, that one. No, there was one on ITV recently. I think it was also Albert Finney. Was it Corden? Uh, <laughs> James Corden should be church. He'll, yeah. he'll, when they do a Hollywood version, it will be him. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, of course, though, to also set the scene here, you, know, you have three characters who are icons of their countries, arguably, depending... On your, the, you know, the greatest leaders these countries have ever seen. So mm. you need to have an iconic actor from each of these countries to play them. So, of course, we have Bob Hoskins as Churchill. Yeah. As uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. We have John Lithgow. Who's very good. An incredible actor, another one of my absolute favorites. And then representing the Soviet Union, we have uh, Morisky Mikhail <laughs> as as Joseph Stalin himself. Yeah. Look, <laughs> which I'm going to say right now. He's the best thing about this
2: i was going to say that too you know what when it first started, when we when we picked this mm. we picked this on the on private messages laughing and laughing <laughs> saying this is going to be hilarious <laughs> i really enjoyed michael kane's performance in this
0: it was extremely powerful yeah it was the least michael kane i have ever seen michael Caine yeah bathing. he
2: really hides behind that mustache mm. he? <laughs> and, yeah. the, and
0: that in that fog of pipe smoke yeah uh and i mean i have michael i should also point out that Michael Caine is my favourite actor of all time. Mm-hmm. I I have a framed photo of him as Jack Carter in my front room at home. And um I absolutely will watch anything he is in. I even watched the what was the Holcroft Covenant once, which is Oh God. Fuck me. Bad. Yeah, that's on Netflix. Don't yeah. watch it anymore. I, I saw, what, Michael Caine? Canon films? How mm. can this <laughs> be good? And of course I was proven right. Yeah. But yeah. it's no blue ice. No, it is not. It's not even yet. it's not even yellow ice dropped from a plane. <laughs> That is blue ice, though, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, I have no idea. I think blue ice is I don't, I don't. I don't see it coming out. It
2: doesn't happen anymore. It oh. stopped happening. That's like white dog shit and blue ice. They've gone. <laughs>
0: it still happens on trains in Scotland. Well, pee, pee drops on people from the sky. Yeah, does it? <laughs> okay. yeah but we're all open top. Oh, <laughs> trains! Of course they are. No, they still have trains that dump it on the track. There was Do a big they? scandal about this a couple of months ago. Being, I topical, thought all trains listeners. dumped on the track. No, no, no. Oh. you've been, you've been uh, the MSM have got to you. They have, been, yeah, they've got you with their, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with their theories.
2: So it's just to keep count. The MSM are in for, they've got it in for Trump, yeah. Corbyn, yeah. and me.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. That's it. That's yeah. the yeah. triumph of it. You are, you are the. Stalin, Roosevelt and Churchill of your age.
2: If I was uh, one of the three out uh, in this film, I would probably be Hoskins, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Just because I think out of the three, he's probably the least good in this.
0: Is that harsh? I mean, no, I don't th- I don't think it's harsh. I think I think he has the toughest job though because mm. um I mean, uh, if anyone's wa- wondering about the historical veracity of the script here, it's mostly based on conference minutes. Uh, real conversations, and also Churchill's memoirs, which yeah. I think is why Churchill spends a lot of time talking to himself, yeah. because it's th- just stuff he's written.
2: There's, there's, it's, like, it's very like a play, though, because there'll be moments where something happens that you know for definite must have happened, because mm. the way
0: it's worded and everything,
2: and then he'll just turn to his mate, who doesn't ever talk, <laughs> and say, yeah. Roosevelt likes to talk a lot <laughs> You're like, well, why have you just said that oh okay this must be from his
3: memoir
0: yeah there are those there aren't many sort of jokes in this which again was another when we were get gearing up to do this yeah with this is going to be hilarious full of gags you know a second world war drama they're always fun mm. um this is the dry it reminded me a lot of the videos we would get at school mm. um although the videos i got at school were a lot better than this we go we got, I mean, we got one with um Peter Cook and John Cleese, with uh, Peter Cook as Chamberlain. Oh, right. Oh no, Cleese is Chamberlain, yeah. and uh, yeah, Peter Cook is the journalist trying to get him to say the lines, and he keeps on fluffing it and having to go back up the stairs. And back down again, get it's very funny. I was
2: gonna say the video I got
0: at school of someone was called Uncle Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about Stalin, isn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> Uncle Joe Fucker. Yeah. To it, him his full name.
2: And it was, it was a double bill with another film called Banana Orgasms. <laughs> So you say what you like about porn, but they really were good at naming. And no wonder films. there were
0: banana shortages during the war. That's right. That's why my grand didn't see one until she was 15. <laughs> Dirty girl. <laughs> and it was powdered. Mm, I can tell you, my grand. It was gran, it it powdered to... when he'd finished with it. Obviously. Oh, yeah. She, well, yeah. My grand once told me Churchill had very, very smooth skin like a baby. I have never inquired into how she knew this. Are you
2: sure she's not just uh, sort of... Uh, you know, combining the thought that ba- all babies look like Churchill,
0: quite possibly. No, yeah. no, it's when he, he went on tour after the war, and so it went around all the big towns. He Did Wembley Arena? He did. Hello, Wembley. Don't fight them on the beaches, widow. Straight to London. <laughs> <laughs> in the air, and we're growing confidence in the sea.
2: <laughs> Do the bit on the underground train where you spoke <laughs> to your favourite black bloke.
0: <laughs> oh fuck me, that scene.
2: <laughs> See, I would, I'd die on a hill for the. Darkest Hour. I quite oh, yeah, enjoyed like, it. No, that's a brilliant film. I'd cut that whole underground sequence out. Yeah. It's dreadful.
0: My main uh, issue with it was because I mean, I've lo- I don't know how many times I've been in London in my life, but I've done that journey so many times. It uh. takes about two minutes, and <laughs> that scene lasts about fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not even so much the black guy; it's the fact that the other passengers would have spat on the woman for being with one. That's yeah. the you know, that's the horrid racism that was happening there. You know? Yeah. But anyway, we're digressing here. Mm. But, Hugely,
2: um, yes. Yeah, so John Lithgow, mm. I should say, he's played Churchill now and Roosevelt. Yeah, he should play Stalin he's, soon.
0: He's got, he's got only got one to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's also kind of amazing that this uh, skinny six foot five American playing two historical figures not known for. Well, I mean, uh, Roosevelt was quite a tall man, but uh, he was always sitting down. Yeah, problem. And he looked, and but John Lithgow looks enormous in that chair and in he that does. tiny oval office set.
2: Which, but then when you see pictures of. Roosevelt, particularly mm. like the picture of him at Yalta, yeah. because they had to pretend that he was virile, mm. they always posed him with his legs like right out, yeah. like a man spreader. Yeah, And he does look like he's got enormous legs, <laughs> which had- is the biggest tragedy. It's like the elephant man having a really perfect penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> did he?
2: Apparently so. <laughs> it's the only part of his uh, body that wasn't affected by the disease. Did,
0: uh, did Roosevelt have a perfect penis, do you know? I reckon he did. I reckon uh, Teddy Roosevelt definitely did. He, yeah. was a, he was a goer. He was. <laughs> but yeah, they He shagged like, bears, didn't he? Yeah, that's true, he did. Yeah, because yeah, um, with uh, with Franklin Roosevelt, yeah, they always had to arrive early with him so they could basically sit him in a chair. Mm. I mean, it wasn't as much of a secret as people thought about yeah. him being uh, in a chair. I mean, everyone knew, but it was a thing that people respectfully didn't. You know, the, the press had a lot more respect in those days, uh, so they would, they would not take photos of him and things like that. And, in fact... Um, I have a quote from uh, Mussolini in 1942, who he, because he was all about virility and manliness. Now, he had a pathological hatred for Roosevelt. And he says here, uh, never in the course of history has a nation been guided by a paralytic. There have been bald kings, fat kings, handsome kings, even stupid kings, but never kings who, in order to go to the bathroom and dinner table, had to be supported by other men. Don't know why I did that voice from Mussolini. I enjoyed it. What a mistake of the maker. Yeah, you should do that. But uh, yeah, I'll do that.
2: And now I will do Leaning on Lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaning on Oh my god, they're tying me upside down. <laughs> oh god. Oh dear. Yeah, it was- it's funny Mussolini, isn't it? I mean, it's not funny, but he <laughs> he would have he, uh, all he achieved, good and bad. Mm. The one thing that springs to everybody's mind is that he was hung upside down from a lamppost. Yeah. Well, it's like you fuck one sheep. Exactly.
0: But that was, again, that was a good thing he did by being shot and then hanging by a lamppost because it was uh, seeing the images of that that caused Hitler to kill himself three days later. Really? Because he didn't want them doing that to his body. So going back to Coldplay again, it's yeah. like when I heard yellow, I wanted to kill uh, exa- myself. Exa- yeah. I'm oh. joking, of course.
2: <laughs> oh, really? So that's what inspired his
0: suicide? Yeah, well, partially, yeah. Because
2: he didn't want that to happen to him. Mm, yeah, I didn't want I'd them- have got all the lampposts taken down in Berlin.
0: <laughs> there wouldn't have been many left <laughs> anyway. By now,
2: motherfuckers, I'd have said that. <laughs>
0: And of course, Hitler appears in this as himself. Yes, he um, does, by well, newsreel. Yeah, c- because in order to set the scene, there is so much newsreel and stock footage yeah. that it takes up, must be about a quarter of the run time in places.
2: Because um, uh, the Mr Bronson was busy at <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah. Grange Hill, probably. Yeah, he
0: couldn't have him, you he know, could, could get him to do that. But uh, I remember after, um, after the episode of this on The Eagle Has Landed, mm. And it was on over Christmas. I was watching it on TV, and I was looking it up on IMDb. And a funny thing I learned that on the IMDb cast list for The Eagle Has Landed, it has Hitler, Ribbentrop, and Mussolini credited as themselves because they appear in uh, library footage. And I thought, what do they get royalties for that? Then
2: <laughs> I, I hope
0: so. I hope so. Well That also means they've probably got their own IMDb pages. I they probably it didn't occur to me to look it up, but uh, I know I they have. I know everyone listening is looking it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow he did a lot of films yeah, that, that triumph of the world didn't, doesn't get good reviews these days though no no it's a bit too uh it's pc gone mad you can't repeat that stuff no like that. it used to
2: be on every bank holiday monday Yeah, I can't, I can't after goldfinger
0: <laughs> just before the Dambusters. <laughs> it was the, the the less uh racially dodgy out of that in the damn busters
2: <laughs> um the, the first thing that occurred to me i was reading in the trivia mm. that this was one of the first tv movies to be shot in um Digital,
0: yes, in HD. And it looks like it's been shot on a camcorder. <laughs> it does. It, it does look cheap as chips. Yeah. It's Got the. Um, in fact, I've got here. i have a review from um, Variety magazine, April oh. 1994, mm. uh, and it talks about that. And in fact, but the, the post production was so intense on it that it wasn't available for preview viewings. It, you only got to see it when it went on on TV. Normally, that's a very bad sign though when a film yeah. can't be. But they they shot this in a very short period of time. Uh, which would be another reason that Kane was on board. Yes, because and also and because go on. Uh, because of the director, who is who was <laughs> the man who brought it. What's his name? Um, Joseph Sargent. Joseph Sargent, uh, the man who gave us Jaws: The Revenge. Wonderful. I know. Isn't that wonderful? It's amazing. And he also subsequently though this dream team would be recreated in a historical context because uh, he also directed um, Mandela and De Klerk. Oh God! Starring Kane as if W. De Klerk. And is it Sidney Poitier? Uh, Mr. Sidney Poitier? Yes. Yeah. But Kane giving a dessert. Uh, he's Sitifrican in this one. I, I have seen a trailer, and he sounds very scientific. Let them call me limited now, Shakira. <laughs> Let them bloody try. That's
2: amazing because Kane is, as we've discussed many times, the laziest actor probably. <laughs>
0: He, he he. likes
2: familiarity
0: when, yeah he does i mean when he when he wants to do it when he knows he's going to get an oscar nomination he got an emmy nomination for this yes quite rightly i would say oh yeah completely yeah. but um yeah there are there are plenty where i mean and probably when in the days when his name was not as much of a draw as it would have been um yeah he can put it in lazily but i think yeah when they say everything kane does is the same and the He's a, you know, he's not a good actor. I always think that's one of the most incorrect things people it can is, say. It is, but
2: he is—he was very lazy for a period. So oh, yeah. when he did Jack, uh, Jack the Ripper, he was, and, and then he worked with the same director again on Jacqueline Hyde. Because the director was very keen on just doing one shot, one yeah. takes, and I'm betting Joseph Sargent was probably the same. And Joseph Sargent took him to the Bahamas.
0: Mm, there we go.
2: And he had a Bahama Mama, and he got his lovely, <laughs> and he got his lovely house from it. He did. Yeah. This is uh, probably the uh, when the lions roared uh, garage. <laughs> Because he bought the house with George the Revenge. Yeah,
0: got the extension on when the line's droid.
2: He's got the Bullseye Gazebo.
0: <laughs> He's got a little fountain at the front of his house. Yeah. That was Bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> Dog shit bin. <laughs> I never saw Bullseye, but uh, it got me a, a lovely foot scraper for the front door. And that's very nice. And not a lot of people know that. He never said he did say that. Know, no, well, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was Peter Sellers, wasn't? it? Yeah, yeah. Kane only says that when he's orgasming. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Shakira. The, what they also do in this film they there's, there's no one talks about this, right? Christopher Nolan spent mm-hmm. maybe two hundred fifty million pounds making Dunkirk. Yeah, this film does it in about three minutes just yeah. talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, probably does a better job. It well, it's a shorter job as you say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it is more about the the personalities rather. It, it's not it's not a Second World War film. It's a no. it is a film about these three guys and the situation they're in. And it's the coming
2: of age drama.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's the world coming of age, coming yeah. into the nuclear age. Well, yeah. oh, that's not mentioned.
2: No, it isn't, is it? No. because well, it's nothing to do with Roosevelt, was it? No. Even was, though he was aware of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, Truman wasn't. No. Had not the first idea after. Uh, he, wasn't he an idiot? Uh, he, I was about to say he was a ha- he was a haberdasher, but the haberdashers are not idiots. Uh, no, I assume.
2: What's ha- is that like habitat? <laughs>
0: yeah, Habitat. hat. Habit hats, yeah. yeah. No, the um, yeah, he was a hat maker in a previous life,
2: and so a milliner.
0: Yeah, and I he, didn't know he was rich. <laughs> <laughs> but he got thrown into this situation after Roosevelt got reelected and then died a few months later. Yeah. And, so was he the
2: VP? Yeah. So he was like Mike
0: Pence. And virtually no one knew who he was. I don't think even Roosevelt did.
2: But Roosevelt was a Republican, wasn't he? Uh,
0: Roosevelt was Democrat. Democrat. That's yeah. why he's nice. <clears throat> yes. Uh, although back in those days, the Democrats, they could be dodgy as well. A lot of the South were Democrats in those days. It's uh. like the flit. It used to be the Democrats were the nasty ones mm. and the Republicans were the good ones because um, Lincoln was a Republican and all that. That's right, yeah. yeah. And then, it, But then it swapped over. Wow. Yeah. Crazy how politics works in...
2: Uh, it's, it's like... Comic books.
0: Sometimes the good guy turns. Oh, wrestling! I think wrestling. It's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. What happened was uh, in the eyes of the Christian right, the, um, the Democrats did a heel turn when Carter uh, brought in some uh, more relaxed abortion laws, which actually had been introduced by Nixon. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I am going off on a massive tangent. Nobody likes
2: you. Nixon, though, do they? I do. Oh,
0: well, you do. It's, it's fucking you and Roger Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a tattoo. Though. I bet you do. I do on your knob. <laughs> And it goes,
2: I am not a crook. Nixon's putting it in now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when the president doesn't, it, it isn't illegal. You're getting all my voices today.
2: It's good. It's good. Well, it's not as versatile as Bob Hoskins. No, of course not. Uh, but we shouldn't We shouldn't go through this because it's the war. I know. I mean, you, know you can't oh, talk Lord. about the, But well, I would like to talk about the fact that, you know, the film Death of Stalin. Yes. You know, Stalin and that is a cockney. <laughs> yeah. It'd be much better if Michael Caine was doing it as a cockney.
0: I kept on thinking because it was 1994. This was made, yeah, and this, so this was of bit around the same time as the BT ads. <laughs> and so he ought to have. It's uh, good, it's good to talk. Good to talk. <laughs> he should have got on the blower to Stalin and Roosevelt. Did it that way, yeah. And all the back and forth between. I, I, we also should explain the big uh, sort of gimmick of this movie yeah. is that the, a lot of other than the conferences where they're in the room together, mm. it takes place via split screen. Yes. So you will have, and you also, and you always have it that, uh, that Kane, as Stalin, is on the right of the screen because yep. he's the farthest east. Mm-hmm. Uh, Churchill is in the centre, and Lithgow, as FDR, is over at the other side. And it's like they're having conversations in real time. And mm. it, it is quite hilarious when you look at, because Hoskins will say, ah, we should say what Uncle Joe thinks about this. Then he'll look to the side and he'll freeze and and Stalin will be standing in his office and he'll say, I disagree. I like land invasion before 1942. Mm. And then it goes back to him. And it's a, Okay, in a modern drama, they would have conveyed that in a much more sophisticated way,
2: wouldn't? They? Yeah, I and mean, then also with that, you will suddenly get the middle pop up, the Roosevelt going, "Oh, yeah. oh come on,
0: guys!" <laughs> Everybody calls him Molotov, "Oh, stone ass." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a strange conceit, and it gets old fast. It does. It's it, the, the the pacing in this is tectonic. It really is. Um, it does not justify two two hour episodes that yeah. went out on. Uh, consecutive nights, a so Tuesday and Wednesday night on I think NBC or whatever channel it was. Don't know what, where it was broadcast here.
2: I bet it wasn't.
0: Mm, I don't. Th- cause I had never heard. I'd of it. I'd
2: never heard of it either. No. The De Klerk and the other, the, the the Mandarin De Klerk, I'd only heard of that because I remember seeing that in a video shop. That came out on video.
0: Yeah, I think this did too. Because I was before um, I was I was doing this. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine who, back in his student days, worked in a video shop before, mm. before they died out. And he saw this on the shelves, and he's a he has a he's a history graduate as well, and he loves his second world War, and he stuck this on to have like playing in the shop while he was just sitting on a Tuesday oh afternoon, and, and yeah, he didn't get to the end, <laughs> just like, my God, this is terrible." because yeah, you look at that cast list, you look at the subject matter, you think it's going to be the greatest thing you've seen, or yeah. or, or hilarious.
2: or some sort of diamond, dynamism in it as you say, it's very slow. And it's just yeah. literally, it's its almost like someone said, right, well, I'm going to write an article about World War II. And you think, great. Yeah. And they give it to you and they've just copied and pasted Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. You're like, couldn't you have made it a bit more <laughs> exciting? Yeah, couldn't you have added dramatic license? I know these are the minutes of Yalta, but I mean, minutes of meetings are extremely dull to read. That's why I never read them.
2: Now, there's one bit I would have definitely improved with dramatic license. Oh, and what's that? Well, there's a bit where Roosevelt says to, um, or Roosevelt, I should say, yeah. says to Churchill, Winston, you've been working too hard. Why don't you take a break? Sometimes I go to Hyde Park and I have a rest and a massage. Why don't you do that? And Winston says, oh, I'd love to. It'd be brilliant if he just said, why don't you have a big wank?
0: <laughs> why don't you take this cigar too, you, Winston? <laughs> and do what all our presidents do with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that would do it. And I'd love a little montage of Churchill wanking <laughs> behind him because they do this thing where they kind of cut the background out, blue screen-wise. Yeah. And to some points where the actors turn around and watch it like it's a telly. Yeah. Uh, and, and if there was just pornography
0: behind him, <laughs> <laughs> and the music kind of went.
3: Bong, 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 no, what bong. you know what we would
0: still have, we'd still have the soundtrack of rumbling tanks yes. and artillery fire and um, <laughs> civilian suffering in the Blitz, but it would just be hardcore, full frontal, every hole's a goal, <laughs> fucking. Face like a painter's radio business going on. And all the t- tanks have got tits.
2: Yeah. All the planes have got big floppy penises. <laughs> when
0: Hitler's showing off his V2 rocket,
2: <laughs> Hitler just exposes his breasts. <laughs> and then some sort of monologue, you know, but make it erotic. Yeah. We shall fuck them. are <laughs> shall- up the asses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want, like with Roosevelt's new deal Was it a case of Like one of those Saucy um, Saucy deals A sort of uh, Indecent proposal Type of deal Is that Oh what he was pr- Yeah I'll nice. give you A million dollars If you let me sleep With every woman In your country Yeah The the lend lease program That's what we, Yeah you, you lend You lend me Clemmy for the weekend Winston <laughs> <laughs> God oh my <laughs> I did like
2: um, I did I did enjoy the, uh, the the I don't know If it's true hmm I, if it was, that's a nice thing. I did enjoy that the US were very much like, whatever you want. Yeah. I know we took us 60 years to pay for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we only, we we paid off the Second World War debt in something like 2011, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, but the, the Lend-Lease, which the the other character, the Ed Begley Jr. character, Harry Hopkins, he was a big uh, proponent of that. Um, yeah, the Lend-Lease scheme. And It was about, what, something like... Uh, 50 billion dollars and yeah yeah it was money to the Soviet Union the UK to free France to China um yeah just to even when they weren't yet in the war it was Roosevelt's way of contributing to it
3: mm.
0: yeah um, it was their way of being in the war and not and again this is a bit that's when they first meet at the Atlantic conference yeah uh, they there's you know uh Pearl Harbor hasn't happened yet and they are a they are agreeing to uh, an involvement in the Atlantic while still not being at war. And then the job gets yeah. done for them, of mm. course.
2: Which yeah, because he says, well, all we need is a trigger. Yeah. And that will put us into the war. But he doesn't want it to happen. No. And of course no. it does happen. Mm. Uh,
0: With Pearl Necklace. Yeah. Sorry, Harbour. <laughs> a day that will live in infamy.
2: <laughs> um, I did enjoy Michael Caine's Russian accent. I think it was good. Yeah. I particularly like the way he decided that, I, I guess he was told to do this. Mm. All you have to do is, like, you know, in Bottom, where he says Russian is backwards arms,
3: <laughs> yeah
2: Yeah. Ha- all he has to say is people instead of people. <laughs> and once I'd noticed that, that's all I could hear. I oh, have to look after the Russian people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> yeah. He's. he's he- Scarlet Pippinil. <laughs> he's very good, though. At the. Uh- because at the beginning he
2: doesn't say anything at all. No, well this is Michael Caine's thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's saying something without saying something. Yeah, that I mean, is what he's all about. For the majority of this film, our Uncle Joe—he's mm. very monosyllabic—and
0: even though he, he, all the people you see, there's five speaking rules and everyone else, and they've got lots of extras mm. that, who don't do anything. No, um, that's where the money has gone. Yes. Um, sorry, but, supporting artists. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Is that yeah. for them now? Sorry, it's a since I've been an extra. But, yeah. Um, supporting artists. <laughs> it was that long ago. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the in the first scene, Molotov's bringing. He's going in to see because the Nazis have just re- reneged on the Non-Aggression Pact, which up to fifty percent of Russians today don't believe existed. Really? Yeah, they don't believe that they were in an alliance with the Nazis, and it was an alliance because they supplied the Nazi war machine with materials in the early part of the war. Um, but yeah, but Kane is sitting there, totally silent, staring straight ahead. He looks like Father Stone. <laughs> 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 Father Ted <laughs> Joe We have to leave The house is on fire No I'm fine <laughs> It's a really big fire You might die <laughs> But he goes uh, And then at the end of this, So Molotov Takes this speech And reads it out And Cain Just sits there And he goes It is The end Yeah like that. And oh he's powerful He's very powerful mm. I like a powerful man So like of the Russians
2: Yeah <laughs> So the moustache Gives you something To hold on to as well Oh Yeah <laughs> Uh, I also enjoyed that for a bit of the early part of the film, mm. Winston Churchill comes out in a little baby grower suit. Oh, yeah. He's got, it's, it's like George Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a jumpsuit on, the blue one. With yeah,
0: he's got his, um, his little, what was it? It was called a siren suit, he called yes. it. Yeah, it was, they're made of velvet. They've got one at the uh, Cabinet War Rooms, if you go and visit. Have you they? can go and see it. Yeah, this was a, an invention of his own. Just uh, It's
2: like Elvis being lazy and can't be bothered to get dressed. Pretty it? much, yeah. yeah. He yeah.
0: kept his paintbrushes and things in it, I think. Yeah, he thought it was going to take off as a fashion. Didn't Mm. quite happen. Same with Hitler's mustache. He thought he was going to start a trend with that.
2: Well, Laurel and Hardy had one.
0: Yeah. Well, the Hardy did. Hardy did. Laurel didn't. Charlie (laughs)
2: Chaplin had one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but in uh, in Bavaria, I forget what it's called in German, but in Bavaria, it was known as a snot break. So they didn't really think (laughs) very highly of it. No. Yeah, but uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember now. Um, Jumpsuits, paintbrushes. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the bit at the beginning where, because you've got Churchill, I, I assume he's supposed to be in the House of Commons. And yeah,
2: they've never seen the House yeah, of Commons before, they.
0: Yeah, you know, we did have TV cameras in the House of Commons in those days, and it's just a bunch of men sitting up on raised platform at tables mm. behind him. Well, it looked like Congress. Yeah, and he's walking around. Yeah, uh, it's so it to me ages to figure out where he was supposed Same. to be. Yeah. Um, although I, I know that the it, when the House of Commons was bombed, but they moved to the House of Lords. Mm. Uh, after that, because they couldn't, because uh, Westminster Hall was bombed in the same night and there weren't enough fire crews to... That was actually Guy Fawkes when it went off. It was, yeah. it finally. They forgot to defuse <laughs> it. It was a very long They feud. were so busy with that hanging, they yeah. totally forgot all the barrels of gunpowder. But um, yeah, they had to, the, the fire crews had to ask, which one do we save? Do we save the House of Commons or Westminster Hall? And they were told, save Westminster Hall. So that they let the House of Commons burn, as many people would happily do today. Bit of satire.
2: I think a lot of people would let the Lords
0: burn now, wouldn't they? Mm, I don't know. And a lot of them in there wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd like they would just, it would just keep them a bit warmer, wouldn't it? Just yeah. feet, feet to the fire in their slippers. Alan Sugar's in there now, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Lord Sugar. Lord Sugar. You can't be Lord Sir Alan. Smashbot.
1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/achieve today.
0: Smashpot. Yeah, but so it really kicks off though when the it was it was Hitler's first mistake uh, to invade Russia because, I mean, he, he never he was never seriously going to invade Britain because it wasn't part of his war aim. He had two war aims. One was to humiliate France, and the second was this ideological crusade against Russia and the Liebendraum project. And so once he had placated France, that was it in terms of the war in the West. And so uh, this massive, you know, this was the war he'd been building up his life towards of, of going into Russia. And when you look at the the numbers involved. Uh, Napoleon went into Napoleon went into Russia with around six hundred eighty five thousand men, uh, and, and Hitler went in with three point eight million men. Jesus Christ! Uh, it was. I mean, even when, when the Germans invaded Belgium in nineteen fourteen, it was uh, it was like seven hundred fifty thousand men. It so it's got much exponentially much more huge over the years. We had three point eight million men, of which I don't know. I mean half of whom probably didn't come back. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was the, it was the ultimate war. It was the one where the, it was, it was like the, uh, it was like the clone wars. You know, it was a terrible, there were heroes on both sides and evil was everywhere.
2: Yeah. And there were loads of robots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Blindly, blindly obeying.
2: Was there a bit
0: where Hitler and, um, Goering,
2: right. Went into the robot factory. (laughs) Yeah. And we didn't know this, right. But, uh, What's another? Who else is there? There's Him- Himmler. Himmler? Yeah. Right, we didn't know this, but Himmler suddenly had rockets <laughs> could fly, <laughs> fly around and save everybody. And then Hitler, his head got knocked off and replaced with <laughs> an allied around. soldier. Yeah. And he started being nice.
0: And It would have been funny if that was Goring because it would have been his big fat body. <laughs> yes. Right. so around. around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
2: instead of saying, die rebel scum, he was just saying, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that did. Yeah, definitely. What were they doing
2: in a robot factory? Fuck knows.
0: It was probably to do with their, you know all those Nazi experiments and time travel and uh, the aliens they were in league with. That and I keep, the occult? Yeah, that I keep seeing on the History Channel.
2: Yeah, well, Hitler was a big believer in the occult.
0: Uh, well, funnily enough, he wasn't. <coughs> uh, fun, really? No, no, funnily enough, he wasn't. It was Himmler who was the big occult guy. Um, and it was a branch of... This is the funny... Because there is no sort of... Other than hating Jewish people and communists, there is no... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Any sort of... um, Precedent? Yeah, central credo, any credo thing for Nazism. It was just a bunch of racists. Mm. And so they all had their own different racist ideas. And so Hitler was a a pan-German. He wanted all Germanic people to be together, but he didn't believe in any of this stuff that Himmler was coming out with about us, about the the, the Aryans being descendants of Atlantis and having a great civilization before Rome. And Hitler used to ridicule this. And I think if Hitler's getting material out of your beliefs, then you really ought to take a look at yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Why didn't he ever do a sequel to Mein Kampf? Uh, He
0: did. Did he? It was called My Second Book. Really? Yeah. So he's a bit like Russell Brand. (laughs) He's a lot like Russell Brand. (laughs) Hitler would have been a terrible parent to... It's funny how people become more right-wing is when they become parents. So Mm. It's a good thing Hitler didn't.
2: Yeah, I've actually become
0: more right-wing. I mean, I was going to comment on the Hugo Boss uniform you were wearing.
2: Mm. I, I, I've said this before, but they they had the best uniforms. Didn't oh, they, they totally did. Yeah, <laughs> like every part of the Nazi machine was really well dressed.
0: Yeah, I was so disappointed to learn recently that Fanta actually wasn't invented by the Nazis. I had been <laughs> I had been putting that story around. For Fanta years. invented by the Nazis. Yeah, something that it, sounds very American. It was an urban myth that um, <laughs> after the Americans entered the war, they of course ceased production of uh, Coca Cola. <laughs> And so they had factories in in Germany according to this myth and they looked around to see what ingredients they could cobble together and they came out with Fanta which I much prefer to Coca-Cola. But Fanta's just fizzy orange. Other drinks are available. But you don't uh, have to say that. Okay.
2: If, if anyone wants if anyone from Fanta's listening and do want yeah. to pay me,
0: that's fine. Yeah, Could I also just say then you you just can't beat gold bullion.
2: Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I re-
0: good. And Maseratis.
2: Mm, and um platinum. <laughs> Go to (laughs) platinum.com, buy your platinum today. There's a sale on. It's still very expensive. (laughs) Um, Fanta is just fizzy orange.
0: Yeah. Why would that be a Nazi invention? They weren't that imaginative.
2: If it was a Nazi invention, it'd be like fizzy beetroot.
0: (laughs) That would be Russian. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what they would give you. What would Nazis like? Turnip. Fizzy beetroot sounds like something you come back with on holiday. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. you, you, You... Got, got the fizzy beetroot he's got the somewhere. purple Ronnie <laughs> <laughs> oh that
2: never took off did it no when I started school you could get those um, this is a tangent and a half but it just reminded me you could get those Fido Dido things oh, fucking Fido Dido was it 7up was yeah, yeah. it yeah and trying
0: to make 7up seem cool and for years afterwards when students came over on exchange programs they were always wearing Fido Dido gear he must have been huge in Europe well he was on the Eminem song was he Come home and
2: do, 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 do. It's Stan
0: <laughs> That took me far too long to Sorry. get no,
2: Fido Dido was actually Dido's dog
0: Yeah Dido <laughs> <laughs> was his surname It died from her <laughs> middle of the road stylings oh,
2: Can you imagine Imagine if you were Fido's dog And you went into the studio You like,
0: Fido's dog
2: oh, Dido's then dog you were Dido's. Sorry, yeah,
0: is, is it related to Ken Dodd's dad's dog
2: He's dead Yeah <laughs> Do you remember that footage of It's another tangent, but I love this. The footage of Sky News at Ken Dodd's funeral no. interviewing Jimmy Tarbuck.
1: Oh, God, It's yeah. one of the
2: greatest clips I've ever seen. I did see that. He's what in the it? middle of talking to Sky News, and this woman comes out and goes, Excuse me. And he's like, Oh, sorry, love. I'm just talking to the news. And she <laughs> goes, Excuse me. Are you Rod Hull? No, not Rod Howell, Roy Hudd. Roy Hudd. Not Rod Hull. <laughs> and he goes, No, no, I'm not. And he looks really <laughs> angry. <laughs> He can't tell it to fuck off because he's on live telly. Yeah, fuck you, Tommy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Oh, That's that, actually Ken Dodd delivering a joke from beyond, beyond the that grave. That was totally
0: it. <laughs> Ken Dodd
2: probably couldn't stand it. How did we get on to Ken Dodd about Nazis? Uh,
0: the rumour used to go around, and it was a question in trivial pursuit, oh, yeah. that, uh, that Hitler had studied art in Liverpool. Oh, really? Yeah, did you not know true. Hitler's uh, brother lived mm, in Liverpool. His, his nephew, Willy Hitler.
2: Yeah, who then went and fought for the Americans against yeah. the Nazis.
0: Yeah, he he had gone back to Germany because he was a bit of a waster, Willy Hitler, you mm. know? and he went back to see how much, how much money he could con out of his uncle. And uh, well, Hitler got tired of him. We're, we're finding out a lot of people that Hitler got tired of. Um, a lot of these people who were worse than Hitler. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, Hitler couldn't he couldn't be bothered putting up with him. So yeah, it was off to he went off to America, joined the navy.
2: He said, "Can I uncle? Can I borrow some money?" And he said, "Who do you think you are kidding, Willy Hitler?" <laughs>
0: If you think I'm giving you funds, <laughs> just give us the number for that Swiss bank. We'll be fine.
2: I was just thinking as well. You remember you said that Mein Kampf is full of grammatical
0: errors? Yeah. That seems quite ironic. Mm. A Nazi would have grammar problems. Indeed. Yeah. It was. There was a, a, a real life grammar fascist who was uh, one of Mussolini's uh, ministers, his minister for propaganda, a guy called Starace. Starace. Yeah, who was. Uh, he used to. He, he was the guy. All the things that were silly about Mussolini's regime were him, mm. basically. Uh, he used to say, yeah, if you went into Mussolini's office, you had to go in the door, salute, run to the desk, and then salute again. Uh, he also um, wanted, if y- you had to salute and stand up if you were speaking to Il Duce on the phone. Uh, Was
2: the Italian uh, salute exactly the same as the Nazi salute? Uh, no,
0: no, no. The, the Roman salute is when the arm is almost vertical. Oh, yeah. And the Nazi salute is forward mm. like that. So, and it's funny how the number of Nazis who don't know this—it's like the ones that when you see them trying to draw swastika and graffiti, and none of them can get it right. I mean, yeah. fuck me. Do your research if you're going to follow an ideology. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I find I find that very offensive. Just watch *Red is the Lost dark. I know. For God's sake. Oh, Spielberg wouldn't do it now. No, no, he wouldn't. No. <clears throat> oh, did you play the? Uh, the Lego Indiana Jones game. It did, which removed the Nazis. It did. They were just enemies. Yeah. Even though they were goose-stepping and had blonde. Hair. Also,
2: Captain America, the first Avenger. I never saw no that one. Has no swastikas in it. Fuck that.
1: They I have, got, they I... have
2: the, the when you fight when he fights Hydra at the end. They've got a logo that's got the same colours, but it's a picture of the um, unicorn.
0: Yeah. Fucking octopus. Yeah. This is it though. If you want it to sell, because the the swastika is now illegal. To display in Germany, Mm. uh, which is why in a lot of video games and things, I'm a big fan of the Sniper Elite series, it was set in the Second World War, you will see no swastikas in that, even though you spend a lot of time killing Hitler, Mm. Um, Yeah, because you you couldn't put that on display anywhere in Germany. They're a bit touchy for some reason.
2: Yeah, I don't know why.
0: I don't know what's up with them. No, Uh, Get over it.
2: Let's just go over it. We have. We (laughs) never mentioned the war.
0: No, God, no. I mean, we're we're in a happy place now.
2: Yeah, we're going through our own... Enlightened times when no one ever talks about the war.
0: It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. It's just fantastic being British. We totally won that war. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Another piece of um, interesting trivia, though, I mean, from, from around the same time, mm. is because uh, you know, before the war, America did not have uh, a huge war machine uh, that it has now. Its military was built over the duration of the war. But before the war, military intelligence used to sort of Try and figure out where, from where, the biggest threat would come to American security. Uh, They'd probably still do the same thing nowadays, but and it'd be budgeted and it'd be war gamed and it would be all the top staff would sit around and discuss it. But uh, according to AJP Taylor, on one of his shows that used to be on, it was on iPlayer. I don't think it is now, sadly. um, the The main threat in the late twenties, early thirties, that the Americans thought to the world and to their security was from Britain. Really, they thought that. Britain could stage an invasion of the US via Canada with an army of 8 million men. And I mean, we can't even get 8 million people to watch EastEnders now, so I mean, fuck knows how we can Mind you, if we'd, got the,
2: if we'd have got the people who watched the Only Falls North's Christmas special to invade America, <laughs> well, well, that'd no. be
0: 17 million. All, all, all the Americans would need at the border would be a giant bar hatch. <laughs> <laughs> And an exploding uh, sex doll. Oh, we could just drop those on the... Trump yeah. would totally fucking exploding sex doll. He'd totally he'd if, fuck it before and after. If any Cuban uh, dissidents are listening and want to uh, a tip on how to assassinate Trump, exploding sex doll, mm-hmm. I will take credit for it. I don't care.
2: Someone would have to piss on him while he's on fire. And he'd enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. Um... <laughs> Although, there's the, the something I... Going back to the film. Oh, the movie, oh yeah, there yeah. was a film, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. You know what this reminded me of, more than anything else? What? You know those kind of video games like Command and & Conquer and y- Yes! It reminded me of that, but without the gameplay. Yeah. Someone had made a supercut of all the
0: it was, it was like those YouTube videos where someone has put together all the cutscenes from Mortal Kombat and created a 10-hour movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It you was. could totally put that clip in this of Tim Curry saying, IN SPACE! And it wouldn't feel out of context. You'd uh, be like, "Oh right, they go to space." Yeah,
0: I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism: space. Or the one with uh, what was the Command and Conquer? It had Rick Flair as a colonel. Did it? Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Oh my god, there was one with Mark Hamill, wasn't there? Was it yeah. Wing Commander? Oh yeah, he was. A, he did a few of those. Yeah. 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 His career was not the not in the state it is now. Listeners may be wondering why. We're not really covering much of the film here, yeah, because it is entirely these back and forth conversations via split screen, interspersed with footage of uh, genuine footage of the Second World War, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but although it does towards the end of episode one, it does begin to build up mm. as the war doesn't, because suddenly it's the turning point of the war, and we're winning. Yeah, uh, we've had El Alamein, we've had uh, the the. Anglo-American landing in uh, French North Africa,
2: Stalingrad,
0: Stalingrad, and yeah, we're off to the races.
2: You know what would have made this film better? By the way, I've written down here. Yeah, instead of a wheelchair, Roosevelt was on a Harley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he could have had what he had. He could a s- have. He had a specially designed uh, car. It, it was, you like a kid from Silver Bullet. Yeah, it was driven by hand controls only, like those little fiber-class three-wheelers you used to see. Oh, right. Except it right. And so when he would appear in public, he would just drive around and he'd sit in the car while people came and spoke to him. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, there was a point back in the... I mean, I'm, you're, you're a great fan of the Ken Burns documentaries. Yes. Uh, have you watched the one on the Roosevelt's? No. No, because there is a really interesting bit in that, which I'm going to half remember now, uh, where it was when he was... When Franklin Roosevelt was laid down with polio and the guy who was sort of his political mentor, they were thinking that Roosevelt might not live. And he started to look at Eleanor Roosevelt and thought, I could groom her to be president. And this was the 19 19- so You're going to say something else. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could totally bang her. I can, yeah. I, 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 she'd be up for it, I'm sure. <laughs> she must be sick of going on top. And God. Was that a bit soon? Yeah, a bit oh, soon. Oh, sorry. would only been I, I, dead for 17 years. I apologise to the, the Roosevelt family. Um, you have to be careful. I mean, uh, what was it? I think William Henry Harrison still has, like, grandchildren living. He was the ninth president. What about the Roosevelts? Is there still a Roosevelt clan oh, these days? Oh, there loads of... Ro- yeah, there was... They were a huge family. There was loads of them around the place, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, he thought in the 1920s that he could make Eleanor Roosevelt president, and I thought it's a very progressively-minded guy. Mm. So, you know, it was... There, there were a few of them that were just well hidden in those days.
2: How come she didn't become president after he died, like in House of Cards? <laughs> I've never
0: seen House of Cards. I don't uh. know. Yeah, she should have done. She'd have done a much better job of it than Truman. What happened to her? Did she live a full life? Yeah, she went on to become a great advocate for um, you know women's rights and uh, the, um, the the civil rights movement and all that. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt is one of the great women of American history. And uh, as as is Franklin Roosevelt. He's
2: no, probably- no, no. I think you're. I think you'll find you're wrong. Oh, really? Because I've been on Twitter recently. Yes. And I am told by many sources okay. that Donald Trump is the greatest president ever. Oh,
0: I see. Mm. they are going to stick him on uh, Mount Rushmore, are they?
2: And on the money. <laughs> there's a There's a <laughs> dime with
0: and- uh, Franklin Roosevelt on it. Yeah. They could. Uh, I mean, I know that uh, they have Andrew Jackson on the twenty dollar bill. Uh, he's quite a problematic figure in terms yeah. of race relations. So yeah, replace him with Trump. Yeah. Yeah, well, the campaign starts here. This is the point mm. where the um, the relationship starts to become fractious. Uh, Churchill and FDR aren't getting on as well as they were because FDR doesn't want to, doesn't want Stalin to think that they're colluding against him. Yes, Stalin is paranoid. He
2: no collusion. No, no collusion. No collusion, no
0: collusion with Russia. No, FDR absolutely. witch hunt, rigged witch hunt. Yeah, totally. And uh, um, Stalin thinks that the Allies are delaying their land invasion. Uh, which you know it's I, know. A, I mean yeah they are it's it's get, out of the three it was churchill who was the real driving force of the the sort of um what's the word the uh the objective of trying to you know of how to win the war and even though churchill was not a great military mind he had he he had realism and so was able he, he knew even out of his own ideas what was possible and what wasn't. And so he had the very hard job of moving between these other two and you know, convincing them round to his way of thinking. He did so much traveling. There was at one point uh, they were referred to as uh, the Holy Trinity, and Stalin looked over at Churchill and he said, if any of us are, are Holy Trinity, then he is Holy Ghost, because he's always flying around. Mm. That's Russian humor for you. That's good. It's great, isn't it? Churchill yeah. oh, no, no. said if any of us are a cunt <laughs> it's you
2: <laughs> what did he say? he said nothing, <laughs> nothing. he sneezed
0: uh, but, uh, and it was a funny one as well because Churchill for a man with such a virulent hatred of communism uh, to the extent that along with so many people when he visited uh, Mussolini's Italy he was very uh, complimentary about it Far too much. But at the point where no one knew what fascism was, and they thought, "Is oh. this is this the viable third way?" Is this because the trains are running on time? Uh, well, that was before Mussolini came in. Funnily oh. enough, yeah. But uh, it was it was fascist trade unions who, yeah, it, it, the socialists had gone on strike, and it was the fascists who kept the trains running. Yeah, other than uh, trains to um, to sort of tourist destinations, there wasn't that much improvement. There wasn't oh. much improvement in a lot in Italy. It Just had the the. The appearance of being so. And I hope Corbyn's listening. Yeah, and that's why people took Mussolini seriously. And that's why people listen to Corbyn.
2: I was going to say, Cor- I know Corbyn listens to this because yeah. he, uh, I bumped into, into a pub just down the road from here yeah.
0: about a year ago. I remember that photo. My dad was very pl- happy with that. Was he? Yeah, oh, he's a real die in the Will socialist. Today. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so I know he listens to the show. He so does. Just bear in
0: mind that running,
2: getting a train run t- to run on time isn't yeah. as important.
0: I just say, Mr. Corbyn, I really admire your marrows. Mm. That's not a euphemism.
2: Are you talking about his bones? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, they're, they're cracking. They yeah. are. Oh, but well, not cracking, literally. They're creaking. Oh, yeah, they will be. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but a lot of uh, people, David Lloyd George, Sigmund, Sigmund Freud. Uh, Analyze this. Yeah, a lot of people, they, they looked at, they thought they thought fascism was the way forward, and it was something that was going to happen. And, yeah, so when Churchill went over there. But, anyway, this was all, ju- all due to his hatred of communism. Mm. And um, But he got on on a very personal level with Stalin, uh, as as men they could get on and but then the, the the trouble Churchill had was he would talk to Stalin Stalin would agree with him and then uh, he'd the next day he'd get a message from the Communist Party machine basically saying yeah that thing Stalin agreed to no it's not happening mm. because Stalin would have gone run it past his bureau and they would have said no Stalin would have been a much more easy guy to deal with but that's uh, but that's Russians they like strong men you know they un- yeah. they underestimated Kennedy. Yeah, for that same reason. They did. You know, yeah.
2: Strong like men.
0: Yeah, like ox. Khrushchev. Krush- Khrushchev. He said, oh, you know that Eisenhower is strong man, big ox, big swinging, heavy bollocks, like <laughs> like balls are borscht. Yeah. And uh, this Kennedy from fucking Boston. Who he?
2: Yeah, well, Kennedy did alright, didn't he? But he couldn't stop a bullet.
0: No, in the in the words of uh, Tony Blackburn's autobiography, and what? then and then one idiot went and shot him. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, do you not remember that? It was, no. It did the rounds a few times of Tony Blackburn's hilarious autobiography. And oh he talks about yeah how Kennedy was young, the world was full of hope, and then some idiot went and shot it. Amazing. <laughs> the greatest line. If only Oliver Stone had read that. I know, it's been burned into my brain that line.
2: That is amazing. <laughs> but there's a wonderful scene where they're going to have a uh, dinner party. Yeah. And they get there, and and Roosevelt's a bit worried because Stalin's getting a bit paranoid about Mm -hmm. him and Churchill. So he says, Now, Winston, I hope you won't be sore with me about what I'm about to do. (laughs) That's my John Lithgow impression. very good. Uh, But he goes out and he does a comedy roast of Churchill. Yeah. To get Stalin on side.
0: He fucking go at it. Yeah. Churchill's not happy. No.
2: He goes off in a flounce, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes like Don Rickles on him.
0: (laughs) He gives it the fool Rickles and Kelly's heroes. He does. (laughs) Yeah.
2: He says... um. Ah, uh, he thinks he's John Bull. Uh, if he was a Red Indian, he'd be Chief Sitting
0: Bull. Oh, that is a zinger. Yeah. That is a zinger and a half.
2: And Churchill's like, fine. And he walks off. Uh. And then Stalin comes to talk to him. Mm. and says, because uh, Stalin joins in as well, gives him a kicking.
0: Yeah. He, well, he starts to say, you are pro-German. because that's right. You, you don't want to have 50,000 German officers shot.
2: Yes, right. He says, I will shoot 50,000 German officers. And then Roosevelt goes, oh, let's not go that far. What about 49,000? <laughs> Churchill goes, oh, disgusting. Yeah. Walks off.
0: Ah, but, uh, and then, of course, once the drink starts to flow, everything's everything's fine again. They have a circle jerk then, don't they? They do. They and go,
2: here's to Winston Churchill, the greatest man ever.
0: Yeah, Stalin says that. And yeah. then Churchill says, I drink to the proletarian masses. Yeah. And Kane, as Stalin goes, I drink to the Conservative Party. That's right. And
2: I thought that's true. Yeah, he does. Because he does drink to the Conservative Party.
0: He drinks round at the Conservative Party Club, I'm sure, with all yeah. the... Yeah.
2: And he loved David Cameron. Mm.
0: Whoever happened to him. I don't know. Mm. He's
2: often his Trotters in Nice. Got
0: his Trotters up. Yeah. You notice as well like in uh like Les Misérables on TV at the moment. And right. a lot of these shows now that are set in history. No one does the voice anymore. No. You know, if if you were to make this now, whoever would be playing Stalin, Michael Caine again probably. Mm, hopefully. Yeah, uh he would do it in his own voice. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Be, yeah, we would have an Irish Stalin Yeah It's like when we had uh, The the brilliant show with uh, Who was it was it, uh, was it Sean Penn Sean Bean or Sean Pertwee Playing Julius Caesar I didn't it, see that That uh, was Sean Bean Yeah he played Julius Caesar As uh, From Sheffield Yeah
2: Friends <laughs> Romans Countrymen
0: It was exactly like that It was great
2: Lend me a quid <laughs> <laughs> the, the
0: cutlery factory Shut
2: again Up the blades <laughs> Which is what he said When they stabbed him <laughs> um yeah and, and it, uh, it used to be a kind of thing that happened every now and then but it's like valkyrie was one like, that happened recently mm. where all the nazis are played by british people and they're all doing their british voices but yeah. a couple of them are trying to do german yeah cruz is just being american yeah and then like when we mentioned earlier the eagle has landed mm. michael kane is being michael Caine. yeah he is not trying to <laughs> robert duval's sitting there doing a german accent on his own
0: yeah. And you've got um who is that else in the Eagle yeah, Pleasance, Yeah. As Himmler. Yeah, he's and he, what well, he's doing is Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, I
2: agree. I think we should go back to a time where everyone actually attempts accents.
0: Yeah, you should do it.
2: And history program, program should go back to being history. Yeah. Unless Terry Jones makes a recovery and comes back and does another one about Vikings. Oh, at least I, I used to love Terry Jones. I used to love those
0: they ones. Were brilliant those shows.
2: Because he had all that energy. He was running around as yeah. well. And
0: I think, you know, to be in Monty Python, and to be known as the scholar of the group, I mean that shows what an amazing brain he has. Yeah, yeah. And fate is
2: sometimes very cruel to it people. It is. Like Dudley Moore couldn't play piano anymore. Terry mm. Jones can't talk
0: anymore. Billy Connolly is not playing the banjo as well as he used to. No, that's not a euphemism. Well, it might be as well. <laughs> for when, uh, for when Pamela's not in.
2: Oh. oh, that's brilliant! I don't want to think about Billy Connolly masturbating sadly on his own. <laughs> I want to think about him doing it when I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get his big egg out. <laughs> oh, oh So this is all leading towards one inevitable conclusion, which is Operation Overlord, as Michael Caine yeah. says.
0: Yes. it's, uh, it's
2: Operation Overlord was?
0: It was the invasion of Europe by oh. the Allied forces. And this, of course, followed um, Operation... Uh, oh, God, I've forgotten the name of it. The, uh, the invasion of Italy.
2: And just Operation, where you had to get that piece of thing out of the man's body before it buzzed.
0: That was the one. And of course, Hitler couldn't do that at the end because he had Parkinson's. That's right. Yeah, He had to keep it hidden,
2: though, didn't he? Oh, yeah. The board game, I mean, in case (laughs) someone stole it. (laughs) It
0: was the first things the Russians swiped when they got into the bunker.
2: And that's what you're thinking. It wasn't Fanta, it was Operation. (laughs) He invented.
0: Yeah. But uh, yes, Stalin is annoyed at the invasion via Italy, um, even though it got Mussolini thrown out and all sorts of other things. And then
2: because well, Churchill wanted to spare lives. He wanted to have an operation that would bring, you know, the least kills. Yeah,
0: he was, he, he well, I mean, he still had, you know, memories of uh, being the mastermind behind Gallipoli, mm. which cost him hugely and to, to a lot of people not nearly enough.
2: But Mel Gibson was good in it.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to see a, a movie about Churchill and Gallipoli. That would have been a much better movie. Yeah.
2: Maybe they could do a sequel to Darkest Hour mm. and CG Gary Oldman to be a young Churchill. That would do. Or Simon Ward, if he's still
0: alive. Yeah. But the uh, after after Churchill's failure at Gallipoli, he went off and served in the trenches for a while, which is a bit uh, bit different from, you know, resigning your cabinet post and returning a couple of months later. Yeah. You, know, you really had to face it in those days.
2: Yes. And then he was at the siege of Sydney Street.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was there.
2: That's a great bit of footage, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you just see all these soldiers sort of lining up to... Face it, these communists and then it pans it, over and young was Churchill's peering did Peering around the wall. It yeah. was
0: something that a lot of a lot of them did. I think it was, um, I don't think it was Gladstone. I think it was someone from around the same time as him when there was a big general strike on and all the sort of gentlemen of the town went down to Trafalgar Square with their koshes to take on this uh, Bolshevist horde. And if not Gladstone, but the prime minister was there amongst wow. them. Uh, getting in.
2: <laughs> that would be like, if there's a terrorist incident, Philip Hammond turns up to <laughs> so have a look. A weird time. Yeah. It was just there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: we we'll have a look at this stuff. Bloody rubber knickers. Yeah. That's it.
2: Rubber knickers. That's what like they call Theresa May. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she probably needs him at the moment. Yeah. But I've got, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so Overlord is finally yeah. going to be happening. Yeah. After all the toing and flowing about Yalta, uh, about the. The location because it happened at Tehran before that yeah. and there was a lot of, on doctor's orders I can't go there have to bring bring a lot of whiskey to make sure you can get rid of the bugs that's and, um, it Stalin wants it held in the Russian embassy because it probably is full of bugs yeah uh, quite of the the radio variety yeah and yeah so there he wants yeah as you say to to get this on the road as quickly as possible but Churchill is worried about the 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 long game. He's looking at the future after the war about Poland, Eastern Europe, and all these other countries. He, Stalin thinks that the invasion of Italy is a way of grabbing hold of the Balkans and stopping him from getting a hold of that. Mm. Um, and then Churchill starts to say that FDR doesn't understand Europe, and so they're starting to become fractious. And it's yeah, you know, it's becoming quite a quite a powder keg at that point.
2: Mm. Ah, but there's a good there's a good bit of wordplay here, and he says, but we'll move it from Malta to Yalta. <laughs> <laughs> and then Churchill does this whole.
0: Yeah. And we shall not falter. Yeah. On our way to Malta, via Yo- to Yo- to Yalta, via Malta. We shall not falter. Uh, Jean Paul like, Gaultier. <laughs> I like yeah. girls who wear a halter top. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it basically is that. Yeah. Uh, but they all agree to it because they need to sort it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they go to Yalta, and this is where they have their famous.
0: Have their, they have their uh, their photo shoot. The photo shoot where they have to help FDR into a chair. Yeah, where he's looking amazing wearing his boat cloak.
2: He got a cloak, isn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah, you don't get enough world leaders wearing cloaks nowadays. Yeah, walk but into walk into those Brexit negotiations wearing a cloak, you'd mm. get whatever you wanted. It's
2: like Seinfeld, the man who mysteriously keeps me- meeting George's dad's got a cloak. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, well, cloak means business. <laughs> um, but this is where they start noticing that Roosevelt's looking ill.
0: Oh, yeah. And John Lithgow does really well here. He does. He, looks, he looks really ill. He <laughs> it
2: sounds really ill as well.
0: Yeah. And because, I mean, yeah, uh, Roosevelt did fall off the perch quite quickly. Yeah. Um, for a man who'd been dogged by ill health as, uh, almost his whole life. Yeah, it went.
2: A lot of strain of a war, though.
0: Yeah. It went south. Uh, it's also amazing to think that after the war, the only leader, the major leader left was Stalin because they were either dead or, in Churchill's case, voted out.
2: Yeah, amazing, isn't it, that that happened? Mm,
0: well, I mean, not really, because the um, a lot of people uh, in the public and in the army, they, they blamed the Conservative Party for the war. Mm. It was seen as... I mean, because Neville Chamberlain always, even though he was heading a national government, he was, he was Prime Minister as a Tory Prime Minister, and he had one eye on after the national government was going to be finished and being Prime Minister again as a Conservative. And so it was a lot of people... Voted Labour for that reason. Enoch Powell voted Labour in 1945 because, wow. because he blamed the Conservative Party for the war. Um, yeah, and, uh, and so that's why they had that huge landslide. And then come the next election, suddenly the Tories came back in again.
2: Who was the Prime Minister after the
3: war?
0: Attlee. Oh, uh, yeah, sexy. Yeah. Well, of course, the war was still going on by the time Attlee... Mm. Uh, yeah, the, the H-bomb was dropped during the Attlee era. Wow. That's why I didn't notice he was too busy thinking up the NHS.
2: Good for Attlee. Yeah. is he on any money?
0: Oh, he should be, shouldn't he? We don't really go for prime ministers on money, do
3: we?
2: Churchill Other than on Churchill, the fiver.
0: On, Churchill on the fiver, but I don't think, unless there's like some like Lord Liverpool or one of those 18th century guys, maybe one of those chaps in the big wigs. Yeah, you know he should be on Mister Chicken, <laughs> the man, the, the original owner of Downing Street. Yeah, yes, he absolutely should.
2: Yeah, so I want to see what he looks like because I just imagine him as being a chicken wearing a top hat. <laughs> And you know what? If you put that on the money, no one would argue with it. No, of course not. Of course that was Mr Chicken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Morning, Mr Chicken. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Roosevelt dies. I mean, it's very accurate as to how he dies in this. I read about it. Yeah, his final words,
0: I have a terrific headache. And then he died minutes later.
2: It's Not as good as Stan Laurel's last words. What were they? Uh, I wish I was skiing. (laughs) And the nurse said, Why are you good at skiing? He said, No, I'd just rather be doing that than this. Oh. And then he
0: Oh, he'd been saving that one up. You, you bet. Oh, that is the mark of a genius.
2: Yeah. Or Dr. Neil Cream, this serial killer, who, as he was being hung, said, I am Jack the Rip.
0: Yeah. But then he was found not to have been in the country. No, and uh, It was a lie. Prick. Like yeah. a glory hunter. Yeah. he will try it, don't it, it. Turns
2: out all serial killers are a bit selfish. I know. <laughs> Trying
0: to get attention. But serial killers are not nice people. No. Not. Have you watched the Ted Bundy? I haven't tapes? yet. I haven't yet, but I have got it immediately bookmarked. It is absolutely
2: horrible and yeah. awful and disgusting, but it's very good.
0: Yeah. I just finished, over Christmas, my my festive reading over Christmas was uh, Killing for Company, the book on Dennis <laughs> Nielsen. <laughs> <And> Hashtag. <laughs> justice for bleep. <laughs> Who died in police custody, <laughs> that innocent dog. Ford bleep. Yeah, she, she had done nothing wrong. Well, nothing she, wrong. She, she probably lured the men in. Definitely. Yeah, but... Showed him a leg. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that, that really tore Dennis up. It did, of course it did. It's what dog, didn't <laughs> Do he? Do you know Dennis Nielsen was distantly re- related to Virginia Woolf? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, a common ancestor going way back somewhere in the north of Scotland. Um, yeah, and of course, uh, she suffered from her own mental demons. She
2: walked into a lake. Yeah. Not Veronica
0: Lake. No, but she, not Greg Lake. No. But she didn't kill anyone. No, no, no. So Just why, herself. That's why she's much more fondly remembered. Mm. You won't get uh, Nicole Kidman playing uh, Dennis Nielsen, sadly. I'd love to see that. I maybe. would.
2: Rather than the Channel 5 did a Dennis Nielsen uh, dramatization and they got someone who looked like the kid from In Between Us to play him. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's all I could think is that why Will from In Between Us dressed up as Dennis Nielsen?
0: Do you remember when they did it? Uh, it was the opening night of Channel 5 and I was gutted, I couldn't get it. Uh, it was about the man called Michael Sams who cut, who cut off a woman's arms and legs and kept her in a wheelie bin. And he was played in the drama by Sylvester McCoy. Was he? Yeah, because yeah, if you if you want a, an absolute depraved figure, you get lovely, cuddly Sylvester McCoy. Hang on, he play.
2: didn't cut off a woman's arms and
0: legs. Didn't he? No, he just kept her in a box. Just kept her in a box. Well, how, why didn't she get out of the box then? Because he had her all chained up and everything. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, so they weren't cut off. He had a leg missing. Oh, maybe I must have. He had a false leg. I must have uh, skim read it far too fast. Because a lot of
2: people thought he might be the Susie Lampleau guy as well, but he wasn't because mm. of the similar M.O happened it was played Sylvester McCoy played Michael Sams yeah it's ridiculous Mm. where's Colin Baker as Peter Sutcliffe
0: (laughs) (laughs) a hammer a hammer (laughs) change my dear
2: (laughs) (laughs) not a moment too soon
0: This is gonna. We were talking about the Second World War, the most you know tragic and ghastly event in human history, and we've somehow gone darker. We've we've mentioned Dennis Nielsen, so tick. Yay! (laughs) And we mentioned Colin
2: Baker. Tick. (laughs) Stephen and I talk about Colin Baker a lot. Far too often. Far
0: too often. Far too much. Um, But yeah, this is where we get the United Nations. Yeah in which they were starting to refer to the allies as uh, before the war yeah. uh, ended um, the, rather than just being called the allied they started to, to say the united nations which is a bit like something like the justice league yeah you, you rebrand yeah you know but i mean to rebrand halfway through the franchise you can't be uh, sure that something's up
2: why didn't hitler start calling himself the alt-right
0: uh, he should have done i mean or it, Reich, it, hmm. it was mussolini who coined the term the axis and is also it? the uh, the pact of pact of steel his working title was the Pact of Blood, but mm. uh, yeah, they decided Pact of Steel. Marketing instead. wouldn't have it. No, they weren't having it. No. Mm. Uh, that's but you know that's what gets you hanged in the end.
2: Oh yeah, but they talk about Warsaw. What's going to happen with Warsaw? Is this the Warsaw Pact?
0: Uh, well, that's much later. That's much it, later, yeah, isn't that's it? The, yeah, that's, 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 that's the puppet government that the Soviets put in. That's right. Because they're talking about the Warsaw polls versus the London polls, yeah. who are the government before nineteen thirty nine who escaped to London. As we
2: found out with Brexit, you can't trust the polls.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Uh yeah, and then then we end on a very you know, very deep shot. You know, there's a shot of a child. Yeah. And, and, and you know, peace and you think of the future. But
2: you also have Michael Caine doing his speech from the battlements that looks like it's been shot in an industrial estate. And they have at three a, of the afternoon. And they have a
0: brilliant shot of him from behind over a very poor uh, blue screen yeah. of of uh, a crowd and in fact it was almost as good as the same shots that were in the movie Dear Dictator that, that Kane was in oh, I have seen that years. yet okay but yeah, yeah So the, it's a wonderful shot because as you say behind him it looks acceptable
2: yes but they show it from looking up mm. and it just looks like he's in the middle of an industrial estate
0: waving and, and for the first Time in the entire four-hour movie, there's no extras. Yeah, and you'd th- if Stalin was on the balcony, he'd have some folk around him. You'd think you know, there'd you? be a couple of soldiers. And you know, I wonder something. where they filmed this. I have no idea. I think uh, I read in part of my research. I think some of it was filmed in Prague. Right. Um, I think you know there's some very grand-looking, sort of Soviet-looking staircases that Bob Hoskins walks up to meet Stalin. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And there's a bit that, that when they go to um, Iran, Tehran. Yeah. Uh, when they're driving towards the Russian embassy, it looks very Russian.
0: Yeah. I think, though, it was probably just shot at the, the back lot at Pinewood or something. Yeah. Um, although uh, there is a bit...
2: Although uh, knowing the director in the stars, probably the Bahamas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there is a bit set in the cabinet war rooms. There's a couple of scenes in there. Mm. And uh, if it's a replica, it's a bloody good one. Yeah. Because it, it looks exactly like it. So I, maybe they even just got, you know, at night time when they were closed, they were able to get in and... To, to a few hours filming. But, uh, but Harry Hopkins died soon after the war, didn't he? He did. He, well, he'd been ill um, with stomach cancer all the way through the war. Yeah. Um, he'd been a very sick man, but uh, he was so uh, essential to Roosevelt. He lived in the White House for um, about half the war. Um, he was he, he, he was Roosevelt's number one guy. <clears throat> and, yeah, uh, he Truman kept him on for a while. He, would, he did one more conference after Germany had been defeated, uh, which Churchill and Stalin were at. It's not covered in this film, mm. uh, but Truman sent Hopkins. And then, yeah, he died, I think, 1946. The longest surviving of the five historical characters we meet is Molotov, who died in 1986. Wow. Yeah, he uh, and still defending Stalin, even though Stalin sacked him. Wow. He eventually fell out of favour of Stalin. Uh, but, um, I mean, Molotov's big enemy was Khrushchev. And so he would be... Up until his final day, he was, like, under Stalinism, when when you were put on the show trial and the death sentence was handed down, you were still saying, you know, long live Stalin and the revolution. They were so ingrained in it. Uh, even though Molotov had fallen out of favour, been kicked out, lost everything, he was still supporting Stalin and his policies right up until 1986.
2: Wow. Mm. And, of course, he was famous because, was it during the Russian Revolution or just before that he came up with the Molotov cocktail?
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, that's the that's the line uh, that Churchill said, Mr. Cocktail will be most welcome.
2: That's right, yeah, that's it. Because, <laughs> again, that's him. He's like uh, Mussolini in The lamppost. Molotov, whatever well, yeah, he achieved politically. For putting his cock in a bottle. <laughs> putting his cock in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Was,
0: you have to you do that once.
2: You fuck one bottle. <laughs> and he was played by Paul Whitehouse.
0: Yeah, in the death of Stalin. I haven't seen the death of Stalin in such a long time—not uh, since it was on in the cinema—and I mm. should watch it again because it was brilliant.
2: It was very good. I really loved it. But yeah, so we're at the end mm. of uh, When Lions Roared, World War Two. Yeah, t- it turns out war is bad. It is really bad. Yeah, but it gives you some good drama. Mm. So maybe not, maybe not more, here. More wars? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, yeah, the, like the end of Flash Gordon. You've got the the, the ruins of uh, Hitler's bunker i always
2: imagined it like that anyway yeah like when they found the speck of blood mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, the end question mark yeah goes all boys from brazil
2: but we've reached the point of the podcast where i ask you some quick fire questions oh lord i probably didn't send you these in advance did i
0: uh no but i have listened to this i'm a oh. I'm, I'm a good listener good all right then mm-hmm. so first question stephen graham yeah have you ever been locked in attic uh, I have not, completely false. I have not been locked in attic. Good. Uh, I have been locked in garage. Oh, God. Uh, um, well, oh, God, a long time ago. I was round at my friend's house, my friend Christopher's house, and we got into his dad's garage, and his little brother, Colin, who's a little prick, and, and I hope is dead, <laughs> um, yeah, he he just shut the door and locked us in. Oh, my God. And we were stuck there for about half an hour <laughs> until his dad wondered where we were and come and get came and got us out good god yeah um what thanks, thanks I, for awakening that fucking
2: i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> did you eat each other yes like deep throat
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Stephen graham what are your favorite music ah uh, oh what are my favorite music uh i am a massive fan of uh, everything produced by neil hannon and the divine comedy um i've yeah I, I will buy, even it. if he did a wee. Yes, yeah. <laughs> even if he if he produced that, it would have the most sumptuous orchestral arrangement behind it. I'm sure, the Joby Talbot. Yes, ah, great guy, big Joby Talbot. Yeah, he did. I was uh, trying to say big Joby. <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that. Before. I bet he hasn't. Uh, have you ever had a wonderful day in your garden? Uh, well, I live in the middle of Edinburgh, mm. so I don't have a garden. Oh. Uh, um, but Edinburgh is your garden It is Well I, uh, luckily I live right next to the meadows Which yeah. that's my back garden
2: I stayed in the meadows last year What when, in a when, tent? No no, in a house <laughs> And I visited you Yes In a public house in Edinburgh That's
0: very true A very fantastic and public it was, house It was a
2: very nice place mm. yeah, we, So well done Edinburgh
0: Yeah We had five pints of bitter <laughs> And five pints of lager <laughs>
2: <laughs> That was where you introduced me to Wandering Walter. Yeah Go and uh, look up Wandering Walter, everybody Yeah
0: YouTube Type in Wandering Walter, you will, well, you won't thank us.
2: If you follow me and you often wonder why I post someone saying five pints of bitter, it's because of Wandering Walter.
0: Yeah, it's my fault.
2: It is Stephen's
0: fault. Uh,
2: Here we go. If, like Sir Michael, you were in beautiful Armenia for two hours and 53 minutes before leaving for London, how would you pass the time?
0: I love that tweet so much. Yeah. It, it, I was going to say, beautiful Armenia.
2: These uh, majority of these questions, if anyone wondered, uh, were given to me by a friend of the show, Scott Ines, yeah. who is obsessed with Michael
0: Caine. So. Who isn't? I am. Well, I'm blocked by him. Oh, yeah, I know. And i like to rub that in.
2: Perhaps I'm too obsessed.
0: Mm. Uh, the only thing I know about Armenia, uh I, when I would go around telling people this, in a Michael Caine star, I'd say, did you know, I would say, I would say, did you know that the, the first article that I don't know why I'm continuing it in the mic. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Go on. The first article that Benito Mussolini had published as a journalist was about the Armenian massacres. That's good. It is. It was. He said the bourgeois of Europe are more concerned with the collapse of St Mark's Campanile in Venice, in which the only casualty was the caretaker's cat, <laughs> and not a lot of people know that. That's good. Yeah. So Mussolini came up with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I can tie in my yeah two of my favourites there with. Mussolini in Armenia. <laughs> That's yeah.
2: good. Mm. Good old Mussolini. I I mean, he wasn't
0: good, There was he? No, it? he wasn't. No.
2: Did he have lots of... Um, because, you know, Stalin had the old um, murdering loads of people and burying them and not saying anything about it.
0: Yeah, I know. And Did ama- Mussolini do that? Amazingly, not that many people were murdered uh, by the Italian regime, there was a lot of people thrown in prison mm. and a lot of people roughed up and a lot of people exiled. Mm. Uh, but surprisingly few murders by the secret police.
2: Because Stalin had that one where he blamed it on the Nazis, but he'd actually murdered those yeah. people. What yeah. was that
0: called? Oh, God. Purge. Yeah, he had a few of those. Yeah. I mean, it was virtually a civil war. Stalin ta- coined the phrase, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. Did he? When someone mentioned the fact that the industrialization of his country you know, killed a million people. Wow, what a funny guy!
2: And then it ended up in Batman.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, when Mussolini was thrown out, uh, the number of deaths was one. Wow. Um, yeah, the Senate. Th- this guy from the Senate decided to a futile act was required, and so he wrote a big letter saying the country cannot go on without Mussolini. Vivalducci and blew his brains out. Jesus. <laughs> Other than that, you couldn't find anyone who uh, overnight. No one had been a fascist. You know. Wow. It's like who voted for Brexit? You can't find them. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting.
2: Uh, If you were on a bus teaching the edge of a cliff and suddenly had a great idea to save the day, what would it be?
0: Um, Well, I mean, gold's pretty much indestructible, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd probably just jump out the bus and let it fall to the bottom. I'd I'd hike my way down there and uh, just pick it up. What are they making that much fuss about?
2: They could do a sequel to the Italian job doing just that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is a lovely hike. You can yeah. have them. Benny Hill could be pointing out all the uh, flora and fauna. To them. I like them big. Oh, I like some big. <laughs> oh. I love the. Um, but there is a. I remember years ago, there was an article in the papers about how uh, I think some scientist who should have been looking at cancer uh, was instead figuring out how to unload the gold. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. they had figured it out. Uh, but I can't remember how. Because I'm no scientist.
2: There was, there, I think there's a whole website about it.
0: Is there? Of course yeah, it
2: is. I think it's called Dutchcocks.com. <laughs> um, Michael Caine was known for not being fussy about his film choices. Can you make up a title for a would-be Caine bee movie that's not about bees? And what would it be about, not about bees?
0: <laughs> uh, it would not be about bees. It would be... And not Senor Menacus. No. <laughs> Which is the greatest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. Um, it would be about... It would be a buddy movie. Uh, about The Rock. It would re-, re Reteam them. We'd re-team the, uh, the, the killer combination of, of Kane and The Rock. Yeah. And The Rock is a tough cop who gets killed in a drugs bust. Jesus. And uh, Kane is a friendly cop who is a couple of weeks from retirement, but he gets possessed by The Rock. That's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, so he has to fight crime and he gets to do it, like bust out a lot of wrestling moves and stuff. And yeah, it's called Ghost Cop. And uh, the tagline would be possession is nine-tenths of the law. I love that. Yeah, that would do. And if you can you can already see the 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 poster. Okay, are yeah, s- yeah. standing back to back. The rock is sort of fading into fading, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it writes itself.
2: It does. Mm. I, I I want that to be made. Good. And Kane would be in there.
0: Yeah. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Shakira.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her breasts aren't humble. <laughs> uh, and finally, what are your best and indeed worst Michael kane films?
1: Oh
0: well, I mean, as I said at the start, I'm a Absolutely huge mark for Michael Caine. And mm. uh, I, th- I mean, Get Carter is up there. My favourite film possibly ever is The Man Who Would Be King. I hope that you'll be covering it in this series. I
2: did. I covered it last year and the episode didn't work. Oh, yeah,
0: well, I'm very sad to hear it's that. Gutting. Yeah, but um, I absolutely adore The Man Who Would Be King. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, Get Carter uh, and Muppets Christmas Carol, obviously.
2: Shakira's in The Man Would Be King, Yes, yeah, she? she is,
0: yeah. After, Very important part. After, the, after she was in the coffee advert. Yes. You wouldn't get away with that nowadays, would you? No. Imagine if Twitter had uh, been around then. <laughs> I'd
2: try. Yeah. There's a few people I'd marry off Twitter.
0: <laughs> I'm saying nothing. No. But, uh, You're one of them.
2: <laughs> so what would be the worst Michael Caine film?
0: Oh, God. Um, it would be any one of those ones from the 70s or 80s when he just was not in. The, he was not I think the one that I mentioned earlier, The Holcroft Covenant, which I never got yeah. to the end of. I thought, you know, you know, Canon films, uh, is it Nazis or Israel or what the... Uh, I think it's Israel. Israel, is Israeli intrigue. There's Cain, there's Michael Lonsdale. You think it's going to be brilliant, but you know, it was a huge letdown. Um, I would nominate that probably as my worst Cain film. Mm.
2: Well Stephen Graham thank you so much for being here today
0: it's been wonderful to be had
2: yeah and until next time I'll continue to have the best time and I hope you do the same
0: goodbye goodbye I